Each episode of this podcast will be a bit different, which shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone considering who's making this thing. My name's Jay, introvert extraordinaire and procrastinator extreme, and I really, really hate the sound of my own voice. So I figured, why not make a podcast forcing me to have to listen to the jarring timbre of my own vocals, yeah? And no, that doesn't mean I'm going to sing. That would be weird. But I am going to read random things I've written over the years. Sometimes poems, sometimes short stories, sometimes journal entries, essays, or just random thoughts, feelings, insights, and whatnot that come to me at, you guessed it, typically three in the morning. The topics will range from personal beliefs, to random commentary on past and current pop culture, to books I've read, or music I love, to interesting things I've learned, to my take on various forms of fiction and literature, or taboo tropes I adore or despise in particular fiction, to, well, really just about anything. I also like to add in a word of the day to help broaden our vocabulary skills and even provide inspiration which can strike at any time for any reason. And, as a disclaimer and trigger warning of sorts, most of this is unscripted and uncensored, so expect quirky, raw, honest, and undoubtedly controversial material to randomly pop up and be discussed, or simply pop up, no discussion needed. If you like what you hear, then share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, random stranger you meet on the train, and subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are released. I'm going to try getting them out on Thursdays, with an occasional Sunday thrown in if I'm feeling up to it. You can also drop me a voice message on Anchor with questions or suggestions. Okay then, big gigantic yawn to start off that one. Um, So I figured I would read this poem that I had written a few days back. I don't even remember when exactly. But um, yeah, let's do this. See if I can remember exactly what meter it was supposed to be in. The weakness was spreading. Lovely still, black the heart, always paused, tempted by the duty, accompanied forever, the expressionless yearning for something it cannot have. It holds fast, immobile, by mysterious laces, binding, tighter, tighter, bottomless chasms where emotion doth lie, seizing all rationale, all working of mind, For something, again, it cannot have. Why then do we pay such mind to the heart? Why then do we value such piteous motion? Would it not be best to forget, forget, forget the ceaseless urges of the malaffected organ we claim is the origin of love? I have no idea if I quite read that the way I want it to be read, so I might reread it over again later and see. Actually, maybe I should do it now. Let me see. The weakness was spreading. Lovely, still. Black. No, it should be. The weakness was spreading. Lovely, still. Black, the heart. 
always pause, tempted by the duty, accompanied forever the expressionless Attempted by duty, the expression is attempted by the attempted by the duty. I feel like that one might have been screwed up because it doesn't quite flow. The weakness was spreading, lovely still, black the heart, always pause, tempted by duty. Accompanied forever. Accompanied forever by the expressionless yearning. Oh, I think I know how I want it to be read. Okay, let me, let me, let me try this again. The weakness was spreading. Lovely still lacked the heart. Always pause, tempted by the duty, accompanied forever the expressionless yearning for something it cannot have. It holds fast, immobile, by mysterious laces binding tighter, tighter, bottomless chasms where emotion doth lie, seizing all rationale or working of mind for something again it cannot have. Why then do we pay such mind to the heart? Why then do we value such piteous emotion? Would it not be best to forget, forget, forget the ceaseless urges of the malaffected organ we claim to be the origin of love? We claim to be the origin of love. Yeah, I want to say we claim to be the origin of love. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, I like it. All right, one, one, one last time. This is for broke. The weakness was spreading. Lovely still, black the heart. Always pause, tempted by the duty. Accompanied forever the expressionless yearning for something it cannot have. It holds fast, immobile by mysterious laces binding tighter, tighter, bottomless chasms where emotion doth lie, seizing all rationale, all working of mind, for something again it cannot have. Why then do we pay such mind to the heart? Why then do we value such piteous emotion? Would it not be best to forget, forget, forget the ceaseless urges of the malaffected organ? We claim to be the origin of love. There we go. Beautiful. Lovely. I actually did that right. I'd like to hear that, actually. So I'm going to pause it now so I can listen back to it. And now to end off our episode with a bit of pop culture, I'd like to share my 11 apps that I use in the daily list. I'll come up with better title for these lists later. Um, these are just basically, uh, 11 apps that I use literally every day. Um, you know, it's either on my iPhone or on my tablet or on my computer. So, um, 
they're in no particular order. So none of them are my sponsors or are endorsing my work or anything like that. I'm not getting paid for mentioning them on this particular episode or anything. I just thought it would be a great idea and a nice way to share some of my favorite apps with you guys. So once again, in no particular order, um, the first one to mention is um, an app called Bear. And it's a writing app. Um, I don't even know what else to to say about it. It's just um, it's just a writing app. Um, you know, it's I don't know. So far, I found it to be incredibly helpful for jotting down my thoughts, um, taking notes. Um, even writing some of the scripted parts of these podcasts. Uh, like I said, it's just, it's just really, really, really nice. It's got, um, portable markdown. Um, you can encrypt your notes and, um, sync notes between devices. You can also import and export to, um, you know, like Google Drive, Dropbox, one drive whatever with all, all the different cloud you know cloud devices um you can also put tags which is i think the thing that's really helping me the most because i am the sort of person that i need tags in order to organize my shit and if i can't do that it just makes note taking completely useless for me and that's one of the things I love about Bear because I can actually make tab make tags that work. You know, like that's the best way of putting it. These tags actually work. They actually um, organize my life. Hey, hey. So, you know kudos for that so um yeah you might want to check that out if you're like me and write a lot of just stuff and you need a good way of organizing it all bear um the next one is called voice record pro and um it's a professional voice recorder um it allows you to do so much with it and you can import and export the files onto your computer um, so that you can edit it more um, you can also import the files into things like anchor hey hey which is what I do a lot of times because before I knew about anchor on the off chance that I would actually want to record my voice be it, um, you know, just dictation or, um, practice with reading or, uh, singing or just, like I said, just anything, I would use Voice Record Pro and I still do for the most part. So 
what sometimes I'll do is I'll record it on there and then import it into Anchor um, after I've like you know edited it and done other whatnots with it. But um, regardless, it is really it's a really really great great recording device. It has so many features that you can use and you can do to make seriously amazing quality audio recordings. So, and you can also save them in all different formats, WAV, MP3, MP4, yada yada, just, it's fantastic. So, um, highly recommend. Um, I don't know if the pro version is free or not. It might be. Even if it's not, um, the free version lets you do pretty much everything. And, I mean, what more can you ask for? So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, the third thing on my list, third app, is Goodreads. Which, if you don't know what Goodreads are, what Goodreads is, what are you doing with your life? Like, honestly. Um, especially if you are a reader or an author or a reader and an author or a publisher totally crap especially if you're a publisher um, no like just in general like if you if you care at all about books reading um, you're sort of anal like me and like you know keeping track of what you read and when you read it when, when you read it even looking for um, new books by favorite authors or um, where to find or buy books. Um, just anything book related, honestly. Uh, you really, really need to be part of the Goodreads community. It's not a place where you buy the books themselves, um, but it will have all the information that you need, um, the book descriptions, you know, just literally everything. It's like walking into a database. That's really what I could say. It's like a, a website database for every book that's ever been. And then on top of that, if you um, apply to become a Goodreads librarian, which I am, you can then add books that may not be in the library, in the, um, in the database. You can add them in, you know, adding in the ISBN, name, the title, the cover, all of the metadata in there so that other people can, you know, find and locate these books. And that's like fantastic. I mean, really, it is so good. So if you don't know about Goodreads, you should definitely, definitely download it, make an account, and, you know, see what's good. Um, the next app that I use literally every day, I mean I use all these every day, but this one I definitely super duper use every day, is called Little Memory. And uh, to my knowledge, I believe 
little memory is only available on iPhone. I don't know. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, a little memory. And yes, it's okay, so a little memory is an iPhone only iPhone or iPad let me see yeah iPhone iPad or iPod touch um, compatible only app that is basically um, it's a daily journal slash diary slash whatever you want it to be essentially the idea of it is um, for those who find it difficult to um, keep journals, to keep diaries, to essentially just narrow it down to what's a single memory from that day that you want to remember. And what it'll do is it will um, give you meaningful anniversaries out of those memories. So I think the earliest one is a week and then a month and then a year. So what'll happen is, is, say I put in an entry for today. A week from today, when I open my phone or whatever, the first thing it'll show me is my little memory from a week ago. And it's a sort of way to, I guess, learn to appreciate what's happened, where you've been, what you've done, and um, to make journaling more interactive and I guess like I said more meaningful because it's not just oh you write it down and then you forget about it and the only way you can remember is if you um, go back through your journal and read it this will actually turn everything that you write into an anniversary for a later date so that it will constantly keep reminding you of some of the things that happened in your life and like I said, it just, I guess it sort of gives your life a little more meaning in the long run. So, um, you know, like I said, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, one of the things that I really like is, um, it has, uh, it has a lot of things on it. Um, granted, I don't have access to all of those things because I don't have the premium subscription for it, but um, one of the things that it does, which is really, really cool, is it tracks your moods, uh, and it also allows you to make photo memories, which is, you know, for each day or whatever, you can pick, like, a specific picture or something that you want to use as a memory for that day, and it'll save it. And, you know, when, when your anniversary of that memory comes up, you'll have, you know, not only whatever you wrote for it, but also the picture. So I really like that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, check it out if it interests you or if you are a person that has been having trouble keeping journals and, you know, would really like to have a more interactive way of doing that. Um, so yeah. Wow, we're only up to four. Okay, I'm going to try to speed this up some. 
So for number five is Spotify. And um, Spotify, honestly, everybody should know what that is. You know, if you know what iHeartRadio is or Pandora or anything like that, you should absolutely know what Spotify is. It's a music app where you can stream music. And if you decide to um, buy the, I think it's the premium membership membership um, subscription to it, then you can also download music onto your phone so that you can listen to it, you know, offline. Um, you can create playlists, you know, track your music, all of that kind of fun stuff. Um, I personally have always liked Spotify more than Pandora and, you know, any of those other um, music streaming devices. It's probably just me being super biased, but I find Spotify to be the most... interactive, the most engaging, easiest to use, and just the most, I don't know, the one that makes the best sense. All the others just seem to be kind of dumb to me, and listen, no hard feelings to these other um, music streaming apps, but I don't know, I just, they, they don't seem to ever make sense to me. You know, basically, I, I think of it this way, if I just wanted to listen to the radio, and I'd put on the radio. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I wouldn't download an app to do that for me. If I wanted to the radio, I would turn on the radio and voila, radio. If I want to listen to music, that means I want to be able to make playlists where I can listen to the music I want to listen to. You know, like that's that's the best way I'm, uh, of. of saying that I just don't know what else to say also you know if I want to listen to podcasts well I'd like to be able to do that in the same place that I listen to my music Spotify does that so yeah that's that's my two cents <clears throat> yeah anyway um outside of that let's see uh, we're up to six so um next one is dictionary or dictionary.com app, which is kind of self-explanatory. It's basically the dictionary.com website as an app. And um, the main thing that I really use that for is its word of the day feature, which I absolutely love. Um, I've always liked those sort of like short daily infographics or informational, you know, whatever's, um, where they just kind of say, hey, here's this little tidbit of information, and like, there's your, you know, today I learned. And, um, yeah, like I said, I've always just kind of, kind of like that. So that's what I use the uh, dictionary.com app for. A lot of times, even the word of the day that I will be putting onto um, this podcast will often come from the dictionary.com word of the day. Uh, not always, but uh, don't be surprised if it is the same because, yeah. <laughs> um, but outside of that, 
uh, let's see, what's, what's next? Um, seven. So the seventh app that I use on the daily is called Memento Database. And this one is an Android and desktop only. Yeah, Android and desktop only um, app. So this one I can go in like great great lengths about it is probably my favorite thing in the whole wide world um but i will probably you know i'll probably make uh, i'll probably make an episode just on memento database because it, it's it's like a lifesaver honestly i discovered it a few years ago when it was first like you know just came out and it literally saved my life I uh, the point of the matter is if you are the kind of person that has a lot of information whether you are a storyteller or a small business or just anything and you need some way to keep all of that information together you also need to sync it between your computer and you know if you have a android phone or um even a tablet or something like that trust me memento database is the way to go hands down um number eight the eighth app that i use on the daily is microsoft word yes i went there so um for the most part i would prefer everything be free <laughs> I know that sounds horrible but um, I really would prefer that everything be it apps or whatever be totally free um, the Microsoft Word app I think is basically free but in order to get like the I don't know get access to literally anything in regards to it I feel like you need to pay for some sort of subscription or something I don't know uh, me personally I had bought like a one-time business license something or another I don't remember exactly what it was it was through the job that I had back then and we just paid like a one-time fee and after that we had like unlimited access to be able to use um, the Microsoft Word, just the Microsoft programs like Word, Excel, um, Access, you know, all that stuff. Um, no reoccurring fees or, 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 or yearly subscription or anything like that. It was just a one-time thing. And, um, you know, we attached it to whatever email address it was. Mine was to my Outlook. And, um, yeah, like, you know, that, that was that. And then once that happened, you know, as the years went on, I would just, you know, download Microsoft stuff, you know, or Microsoft Word onto my new computer or, um, you know, whenever I download the app onto a phone or something, I would just, you know, do that. And then I would sign into that account and then I would have access to um, the Microsoft programs. Now, I don't know if that's necessary in order for everyone to get into it 
or if there are some of them that are free now, I have no idea. But the point of the matter is, is listen, you can't knock that Microsoft Word is pretty damn good. I mean, as is Excel. You know, they have a lot of other, you know, open source um, apps that are supposed to be similar or supposed to have the same feel and all that stuff. And it's like, listen, all of that's fine, well, and good. But at the end of the day, especially for those that have been using Word from since um, the beginning of time, you know, it's like, you know, you 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 know what I'm saying. It's there there really is anything that can beat it in terms of um, just ease of use um, and the amazing flexibility of what it can do and how it can do it and just etc etc so Microsoft Word people that's the best I can say Uh, the last three apps that I was going to share with you guys and I'm going to do so as quickly as possible are games because um, there's let's put it this way everyone should take a little bit of time each day to play a game or something that stresses them now they don't have to be like intense you know fully immersive games or anything like that they can be really really dumb or simple you know bejeweled type games or something like that the point of the matter is you're supposed to use them as a way of taking your mind off of all of the other stresses or problems or situations that are going on in your life around you. That is what I do with this next game in particular. This is actually the game I use to go to sleep. I know that sounds weird, but there is something so soothing about it, like when I play it. Except for literally the very first time I played it, every time since, I always win. That's not the point of the game, I'm just trying to explain how how easy it is to use it as like your de-stressor to the point you don't even realize that you're doing phenomenal until the game ends and then you're like, oh, first place, oh, first place, oh, first place, it's like literally. So the game is called Whole, Whole, um, Whole I I O, I guess it's pro- it's 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 pronounced Whole dot I O. And I don't know. There's just something about it. It's like one of those satisfying games where, like like cutting soap, kind of thing. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. it, it it's. For me, it's just really, really, really distressing, you know? When I play the game, I just love watching everything get sucked into this hole. And then the hole gets bigger, and then it can suck in bigger things. And then it gets bigger, and then you can end up eating up the entire world. And then by the end of it, you know, you're just gliding over the screen, and everything is crawling into the hole. It's like, it is ridiculously 
therapeutic. I just <laughs> don't know. I guess that's the best way of putting it. It is so therapeutic. So this is the game I use to go to sleep. Like, I'll get in my bed, I'll lie down, I'll put the game on, and, like, each game is, like, two minutes long. So I'll put the game on, and for two minutes, I'll just devour everything on my screen. And then it'll finish, and then I'll play it again. And I'll do this for, like, maybe ten minutes, because that's, like, five games. And by the end of it, I'm so relaxed, and I'm so like, ah, okay, then I just go to sleep. That's it. Like, like, I don't know. I know it probably sounds really weird, but that's... Yeah. So, whole.io. Check it out. <laughs> um, the next two games are more um, roleplay type games, which I love. Um, you probably have heard of at least one, probably both of them, um, Hogwarts Mystery and Fallout Shelter. So if you haven't heard of either one, they're both, um, I mean, one is definitely is an, uh, 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 an RPG, you know, role play game. And the other one is more like a survival kind of RPG not to the same extent kind of game and both of them are basically they're about your choices like your choices decide how the game is going to go um, your decisions are what basically sculpt the story so Hogwarts Mystery has been, um, I think this is like its second year now, something like that. Uh, it's doing pretty good. I have been with it since literally day one, or pre-day one, when, you know, the pre-game um, emails came out, and they were like, okay, beta testers to, you know, start playing it, and I was like, <laughs> sign me up. So I've literally been with it since day one, been playing it since then. And they really have um, expanded it, made it so much more immersive, more inclusive, and um, just better since, you know, when it first began. Uh, there are still some things in it that, you know, might irritate people or, you know, I have no patience for this, I don't want to do it, and blah 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 but the game and the story itself have actually really... They've really grown, let's put it this way, especially for those that might have given up after the first, you know, couple months or something like that. This is definitely a game that's long-term and um, that you will be playing, like I said, like this is, I think, the second year now and I'm still playing this game. And it's not like, oh, I started from the beginning and started playing it. No, no, like this is still the same game that I started playing in pre-day one. So... You know, I, I like games like that because then I really feel connected to it. And I also feel like, okay, like, I can go away from it for, for a while, come back, and not to say that nothing has changed, but I can pick up where I left off 
there might be some updates, some changes, etc., etc., some things that were made better or whatever. But for the most part, you, know, you can pick up where you left off, which is really cool. And then you continue on, and you know, the story just grows, and there's this huge community for it online as well. Um, you know, uh, there's a, a subreddit that I think is just called Hogwarts Mystery or Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, something like that. I don't remember the exact name for it, but um, the subreddit is literally the place where I go to, you know, discuss with um, other players, you know, what's happening, find out hacks and uh, special stuff, share them with them, and, um, you know, just really have fun. You know, don't get me wrong, we also bitch and moan about how, oh, this is happening, and <laughs> what stupid glitch is this that screwed up our game, and you know, and all that sort of stuff, but, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I do have a lot of fun playing it. Fallout Shelter, on the other hand, is more of a, you know, end-of-the-world scenario. Um, it's just you and, like, a couple people that are left in the world what do you do? And they give you a few tools and then you have to try to build a world where you and, you know, the people that are with you, you know, have to try to survive. And then different obstacles come in your way, um, things you have to keep and maintain, upkeep, you know, um, you gotta keep the power going in the place, you gotta keep water and food supplies up, um, you know, if you do send any of your dwellers out into the wilderness, well, you gotta watch out and make sure they don't die. <laughs> you know, it's 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 fun in a different kind of way. Um, it reminds me of quite a bit like um, uh, Don't Starve, which is a game that... Alright, so that could be like my number 12 app. I don't use it every day though, I guess that's the reason I didn't put it on this list originally. But Don't Starve is um it's a game that is a role it is a role play game in a sense where you play you know whatever main character you decide to choose usually it's um you know the scientist at the beginning um, and then as you go along you can unlock to unlock other characters to play but um you know you basically you're like a mad scientist kind of thing, you summon something you're not supposed to, you end up being taken to another world, and then you're just dropped there and left to survive. And so then you have to go about, you know, literally trying to survive. You gotta make sure that you don't starve. Um, the night is evil, and um, everything pretty much wants to kill you. So you have to, you know, try to create shelter, make sure that you've got food, an ample food source. Um, explore your world, try to find a way out of it, and you know, literally, it's like it, like I said, it's, it's a literal survival game, which is it's so freaking cute for one, and it's really, really challenging. I don't get me wrong; after a while, you get the hang of certain things, but even when you get the hang of certain things, as the days progress and get longer and longer more challenging things occur which continually makes it harder and harder for you to continue surviving so 
like I said, I love games like that. Um, Fallout Shelter isn't quite to the same extent, but it has the same sort of vibe for it, um, without it being quite as, uh, quite as demanding, because Don't Starve is definitely like real time, like sort of like The Sims kind of game, where, you know, as you're playing it, the day is going by, then the evening, then the night, then the next day, then the evening, then the night, you know, so you can't, like, pause the game, you can't, um, walk away from the game and just expect that your characters will be fine, nothing will happen, if you walk away from the game, it's very likely that, you know, freaking beefalo and heat will come by and, like, trample you to death and kill you, like, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't do that, so, um, you know, Fallout Shelter, you know, it's not to the same extent, like, yes, if you do walk away, um, you know, resources continue to be de depleted, um, you know, an attack could happen on, uh, your shelter, you know, et cetera, et cetera, but it's, it's not as, it's not as severe or drastic as, um, the sims or as don't starve because your dwellers will try to do things occasionally um, they won't collect their own resources but if you do have a mr. handy which is basically a robot that collects um, your resources for you you know if you have a mr. handy or actually like a few of them on the different levels of your shelter then you're good you know you'll just go around auto collecting your resources and you'll be fine also you know he auto attacks um, anything that comes onto the uh, floor you know the floor level so if any you know raiders or um, monsters come charging in he will automatically attack so will your dwellers by the way so you know just as long as you have them equipped with weapons and even if you don't have them equipped with weapons they will punch it with their fists granted they will definitely die but they will punch it with their fists so you know it's like the game isn't quite as um demanding and taxing as don't starve but um i do like it yeah i do so yeah that is uh that is my list of 11 slash 12 um apps that i use on the daily uh, let's see, I was gonna end it off with other stuff, alright, um, so my favorite song right now, um, I don't really have favorite songs per se, but I definitely have, um, a favorite artist right now, which is, um, Brendan Urie from Panic of Panic at the Disco. Um, you know, I've always loved him. Always loved his voice and his music. Uh, right now in particular, there's two songs that I absolutely adore and I've been like just listening to like crazy, which is um Hey Look My Made It and um and uh High hopes. Yeah. Sorry. Totally, like, zoned out for a minute there. But, um, yeah, I love those two songs by him. They're just so... 
I don't know. They're just... It's not even uplifting. They're more like, like, yeah, son, that's right, <laughs> kind of songs. So, you know, I love that. Um, in terms of, let's see, what else? Oh, the book that I'm reading. Um, am I reading any books right now? Uh, am I reading any books right now? I mean, there's a lot of books I would like to read, but am I actually reading them right now? <laughs> That's the question. Um, oh, well, I did start reading this one. Uh, it's a manga. It's kind of cute, actually. It's called... Let's see if I can pop it out. It's called Go For It, Nakamura. And it's about this... Um, super shy, super awkward, um, high school boy who's gay and in love with uh, another boy in his class who he's never spoken to. In fact, he's never approached. He's just, he's just ridiculous. It's like a serious, you know, romantic comedy kind of thing. Um, slice of life, but just so awkward and ridiculous that I'm actually enjoying it. It's very funny. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, basically the last part of the episode will always be me just talking about random pop culture stuff, uh, whatever comes to mind. So that's about it. You know, we will, we'll see what I talk about the next time. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyway, Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you all back here for another episode next week. Or the week after. Or the week after that. Listen, how about we not make any promises and just say, see you again another time, yeah? Cheers. Mm -hmm.